This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. Rise up. The answer lies in the heart of battle. You're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Hadouken! Welcome to the show to give you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extras. So let's start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extra Select Start. I am your host, Xavier Josiah. I really, and I say this with the bottom of my heart, with every fiber of my being, I am hoping everybody is having somewhat of a good week this week. It's been so much going on, both good and bad. With the bad being, I mean, if you're in the hip-hop world, if you're in the black community, you know what I mean? Um... The death of uh, Nipsey Hussle, whether you heard his music or not, the ideal of what happened to him is a major hit for fans all around the world, for just our society in general. It's just a lot of aspects, you know, at the end of the day, you know, to fans that don't know him, it may just be another death. But to those who do, it's the death of a man who not only brought great music in their lives, but also brought positivity to the community and to see a man like that another charismatic leader dying at the hands of hate it's 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 too much it is way too much it is sad it's scary at the same time when you're supposed to be trying to do right for your life and you're trying to do right for others and you got people who are trying to come at you the wrong way you know people who absolutely aspire to be something better and they are doing better and they're doing things really well for themselves you always going to have somebody to some level that's going to look at you in a certain way and it's really sad and i don't even really think that this is this is by far not things in the black community but it's a bit associated with our community as a, in a sense because of certain aspects of our ideology and and stuff like that. But I've seen it happen in other situations as well. I mean, it's it's sad nonetheless, no matter where it's coming from. And I know I have people not only listening in Philly, I got people within the country, some people uh, around the world. So as I'm saying this, I don't want it to be depicted as this is what's always happening in our country. And it's not always the case. What I'm saying is that there's a natural form of hate based upon people who do aspiring things and it's up to those people who put into hate to try and redirect that hate to recondition their mindsets to what's really going on in the world and how they can solve it to become exactly what they're seeing and embrace what they're seeing and utilize that to become that or more more than them or more than themselves so to that, I, I really pray that we can hopefully sooner or later try to find a way to stop all of this, the violence, the negativity, the envy, the jealousy, the hate. You know, I was watching TMZ. And by the way, I will get to what we do best 
on this show soon and some other lightning lighten up information at that but i I just feel like i got to say this on my platform on my forum right now so if you're listening please definitely spread the word and take this into into consideration especially if you're that type of person that has had it bad or has not looked at life right the same way and i was i was one of those people but i had to figure out i had to take my own responsibility for my own destiny and my own happiness and i knew it wasn't going to be easy to do so but I worked my ass off and I'm still working my ass off to make that happen. And now I am the person that certain people or other people in my life are looking at me in that type of way with, with jealous and envy because of what I've accomplished so far, which in all seriousness is not really as much as what I would like, but I'm working diligently to do so. And every and I'm not doing anything nobody can do themselves. And there are hundreds, thousands of people that are trying to do it themselves in this day and age that are you know seeking out to find their true happiness in art you can do it too but i was watching tmz they were talking about it you know the other day ti was on there and i immediately i I so love this dude i respect this dude i love his music i love his mindset i love his civil rights ideology if you will to you know to do what's right and he's lived that life, but he's lived a better life as a result. And he's learning from that much like Nipsey did. But he posted something on his Instagram page, you know, about three over 300,000 people have liked this and myself included in seen this. But we need to have this in our mindset all the time. And it says sometimes people try to destroy. Let me let me start over. Sometimes people try to destroy you precisely because they recognize your power, not because they don't see it. But they see it and they don't want to what well, they don't want it to exist. No, true words could not have been spoken. And that, sir, that wasn't where I don't know if that was words coming from him. But it look, the picture was that from somewhere where he got it from, where he referenced from. But he continued it by saying, you know, stuff like that itself. He also if you go on TMZ, he also just. Accurately. And I mean, accurately points out the situation of how these situations happen or why people hate on, you know, people who are being successful. It is on point. Go on TMZ.com. It is on air. You couldn't have said it better. It's stuff that I had to deal with countlessly. It's the reason why I'm doing this podcast by myself, to be honest. It is really is. It's like the reason why, you know, sometimes I don't get all the support that I do. It is what it is. You know, we can't live in a world where we embrace positivity. We mute positivity. We embrace negativity in our lives. We see articles and posts all the time on Facebook. And we need to change that mindset. So, And I think it's because it's not, people feel like that it's not easy to do. It's not. But it, anything good is not supposed to be. Work for it. It'll be better. We all have to work together. We all have to embrace trust and love for each other. If we do that, trust me, it, in, your, in your heart of hearts, in, your, in the back of your mind, you think about this every once in a while. If everybody just worked together, if everybody just stopped being afraid to love and look out for and, 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 and you know, just trust, I guarantee you it'll work. If we finally got to see a black president, which by God, We've been saying for years, my culture, my community has been saying for years, it ain't happening. Just like they said, used to say, and I, I'm sorry to use this as a reference, but this was something that was said in my community all the time. 
The Huxtables cannot be real. A a black woman cannot be a lawyer married to a man that is a doctor. That cannot be real. And even back then, that used to piss me off. I think I was like 11, 12 when I, when I used to hear that on, um, around my neighborhood. And that's the self-fulfilling prophecies that's been brought upon us through all these years to make us believe that that can happen. And thank goodness we were wrong, or they were wrong, the people who were saying it, because it's happening and people are, people are out there. It's just when you want something to be done, you have to work your ass off for it. And I say it all the time. You got to work hard to have fun. I love what I do on this podcast. I love what I do for my clients, you know, designing for them on behalf of Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. I love making dreams come true. And I love seeing those people aspire to something bigger. I love that. I absolutely love that. We can make that happen, but we got to work hard to make it happen. It's no other way. You're not going to get everything easy. And you can't get mad at anybody who is working their ass off to do what you want to do, but you're not willing to do it. So in essence of that, I wish everybody the, the happiness and health of their well-being. And if you truly want some, reach out. Think differently. There's a better way to handle things, to do things, to be somebody, to be something, to be happy. Doesn't always result in just ending somebody else's world and especially if, if it's somebody that it's helping to make a better world for a lot of other people that's pretty much all i gotta say it's, it's nothing else i can really say about that but i just hope everybody have a great week and we're gonna make it happen right here on select start and before we even get to the video game news i gotta say congratulations and I, it's really crazy i'm saying this and I'm, i was gonna say this on sunday but congratulations to anybody who's gotten tickets to see Avengers Endgame because, woo, under six hours, that got sold out everywhere in the country. So much so that now scalpers or whatever like that are selling their tickets, no joke, on eBay. You could get a ticket to not be spoiled for this event in the amount, and it might have gone up by now, $9,100. That was the last bid. And there was one bid for it. Y'all got crazy. <laughs> Y'all got in seriously crazy with the fandom. This is fandomonium at its best. This is fanatic <laughs> in all aspects. But it just, it, kudos, congratulations to Marvel Studios. And thank goodness I got my ticket. Now, the funny thing is, is that I was supposed to do my outing because we did it for Captain Marvel, which was great. Everybody got seats. We got the whole entire row. We was locked. ACMG represented at Movie Tavern. We tried to do the same thing again, and that wasn't happening. In fact, by the minutes, the seats kept filling up. At that point, I was like, everybody, everybody, you know, save yourself. Everybody for themselves at this point. So we won't be doing a gathering on it, unfortunately. But And luckily to all my people on ACMG, the Facebook group that we were supposed to be gathering... Looks like everybody got their, got their tickets. I'm very happy about that because this is crazy. And a lot of this is basically because people think that it's going to be spoiled. And if you're an asshole that's going to spoil it for a bunch of people, chill out. Allow people to enjoy it the way you do. At the same time, if all I can say is if you're going to do that, put spoiler warnings on the on your feed. Don't put pictures or whatever like that. Don't just 
spoiler warnings talk about it in the, in the comment section or something like that i do what i do i do a talk time post which is how talk time live the podcast started it started as a spoiler zone post but i i would you know design promos for it and make it safe for people who saw the movie to talk about the movie and those who are not they were warded off making it safe until they see the movie there are ways to be respectful and i hope that everybody especially with everything going on we don't need any more assholes in the world we need we need less assholes in the world this movie is a much anticipated 10 year in a making movie let people have that moment and that's all i'm going to say about that Everybody, right here today on Talk Time Live Extra Select Start, we're going to review Darksiders, the War Master edition on the Nintendo Switch. I've been playing it. I uh, let you know how I feel about that. Another game that I'm going to talk about too, Metagirl, uh, which I had a chance to play, which I think everybody should check out, especially for the small price that they're asking for, which is outrageous for this type of game so we're going to talk about that but we got some news to talk about right now so let's get on to that let's talk about capcom april fools was this week uh, as you all know but now wasn't really too many april fools i this is the result of what's going on in society april fools there was l- less april fools jokes going on a lot of that has to do with just how social media and how this society is just so waiting to just go after everything we can't joke anymore it's, it's it's sad it is really really sad this generation is killing everything and some things should be killed but it's killing everything that we loved and that's laughter where are we gonna find laughter these this new generation thinks that they're so smart and knowing how to weed out everything and trying to be smarter but you're taking out some of really fun elements about life because at the end of the day it's just all gonna be white paper with no expression, no any, no illustrations, no drawings, no color, anything. You're just wiping everything out at this point. But I digress. The day before April Fool's Day, Capcom, and I guess collaboration with the company, the manga group that's responsible for High Score Girl, came out with this really cool game. And it's a browser game. It's an online browser, I guess, Flash game. And you could play it. You were able to play it on your mobile. You were able to play it on uh, your computer or your tablet. And it apparently, it was a shooter starring Street Fighter character G. If you guys know who that is, G is one of the newest Street Fighter V characters. He's dressed like pretty much uh, Abraham Lincoln, but he has muscles. He's kind of like a like a pro wrestling gimmick, pretty much. That's what he looks like. I don't know if that's his actual story there if i for, i forgot what his storyline actually was but it's starring him and it's a shoot it's an old cl- school classic capcom shooter game you know going vertically up and it has you pretty much going against the four lords of shadowloo and if you know who that is that's balrog that's vega that's sagat and it's in bison at the end now the cool part i mean like it, it starts off where you go in th- into a motion manga we're starring the uh, high score girl uh, characters and if you don't know what that is that's a anime and a manga that's out right now about a kid and i've reviewed this a few weeks ago on talk time live so if you've been listening you know what that is if you're new to it it's a manga start about you know actually it's a manga that's a an anime that's a love letter to video games but in particular fighting games and it tells you like it goes through the story of this guy this this uh, boy and this girl 
growing up over the years, starting from Street Fighter 1 all the way to like Virtual Fighter and the evolution of the fighting and of the fighting game uh, community as well as the in in Japan at that so you know they cover all of the cultural things going on and cultural aspects going on in Japan uh, for the video game culture and a community but it also shows the the uh, a love story between almost a love triangle story between these th- you know three characters actually because there's another girl who ends up falling in love with his passion for video games and then it winds up falling in love with him too and it's a really sweet story but this they start off with a manga of the characters on air going in to play the video game and then it really transitions right over to the video game so it's like a cutscene for the video game but it then just goes right into the video game and it's a it was a really fun game now here's the thing i tried to go back on air recently using the same link and it didn't take me there so i don't know if it's still up and running uh I guess you could look up High Score Girl or, you know, Capcom Fighters. I forgot what was the name of the actual game that it was, but it was called. But um, it was really, I really enjoyed it. It was really cool. It, um, I wish they really bring that out. It was just like a really fun, you know, short game. You couldn't pause it, though. That was the only problem. So, like, if you're on a bus, so if, you're on, if you're traveling at home, this was a really cool thing to do. And if it if I do find it, I will say it again and give you the link to it. But the only reason why I didn't right now is because it just wasn't there. So, but I you know, kudos to Capcom and it was a really cute thing for them to do. I'm glad they did it before April Fools Day because the bad part was I wish they would have did it like a few days before April Fools Day because the problem was is that when I posted it, only people only saw it during April Fools Day. So, they probably thought it was an April Fool's joke to some extent, and they didn't budge on it. So, maybe it was just bad timing on them. I don't know how much traction that game has gotten, but it, if you're listening and you're in the ACMG group, that post that I posted was indeed a legit post. So, just want to point that out right there. New games announced this month for Nintendo Online, and one of them is one of my all-time favorite classic games, and that is tight uh i want to say it it's not that punch out it's the nes classic punch out featuring mr dream and not mike tyson unfortunately due to the licenses and stuff i'm sorry at this day and age i need mike tyson in all his uh holiness to go back and talk with nintendo about bringing that game out. i guarantee because and if for those who don't know because they're not old enough to know mike tyson's punch out was a legend of a game like you could play the Mike Tyson you could pay you could play the game now online but the last guy that you play at the end is you was once Mike Tyson's because it was Mike it was licensed to him and because he was on there that game made a ton of cash but when the license was done he wasn't allowing them to use his likeness anymore and they replaced it with some white guy named Mr. Dream which to this day nobody don't nobody wants to fight him Nobody wants to play or play against him. It's just like, come on, man. We know who this is. It's Cordy. So, but you get to play all the other guys, Piston Honda, uh, Glass Joe, Ball Bull, Super Macho Man, you know, all the greats. Um, Soda Pop Popinski, you know, uh, who else? I mean, just so many great characters in there. Tiger, I forgot his rest of his name, but there's so many great, some people may say racist characters to that extent yes i mean you could say the same thing for street fighter in some cases but it is what it is but it was a great game it was a very fun game still is a very fun game i really hope that they 
listen to this podcast at one and two that that they actually bring this not on to, like a brand new version to the Nintendo Switch because I love the last version that they had for the Nintendo Wii. It was very much fun to play. I would like them to rather port that over to the Switch or to give us a brand new version or a remastered version of that because I guarantee you Punch-Out always makes cash. It is it's forever popular. They do an excellent job with that game. It's a really fun, not only just a fun fun game to play, a fun boxing, you know, exaggerated sport game to play, but it also has tremendous replay value. I can't tell you how many times I've gone back to play any of them, whether it was the one for the Nintendo, for the original NES, whether it was Super Punch-Out for the Super NES, whether it was the Wii U version, and so forth and so on. I would absolutely play this one too and i'm sorry the wii version not the wii u but i would absolutely play this version without a doubt so i am so intrigued to see if they're going to do this i hope this is a means for them to do this and come on let's make this happen man let's make this happen but not only is that game out as well we also got super mario 2 the lost world not super mario 2 the actual game because that's i believe that's already out on air but super mario world the lost levels they're calling it the lost levels but in fact in japan there really was a sequel to super mario brothers and in fact it is way harder than any mario game you've ever played even still probably to this day it well with the exception of mario maker which you can create your own world and, and make your own you know uh trolling ass level <laughs> they have that here but before that super mario brothers 2 the lost levels is insanely hard it's for the insanely hardcore. So if you own the Nintendo Online and be happy that you're not paying, you're play, you're renting the time to play that. You're not really having to own that because if you own that game, I would be fairly pissed and I will probably not play it as much because I would be I would probably throw my Nintendo Switch <laughs> to the wall at this point, regretting everything I've done. And another game coming out is Star Soldier. I've never really played that game. I actually never heard that game. Of course, Nintendo had a ton of diff- a ton of library titles in their uh under their repertoire and their uh under the library. <laughs> Trying to be all hoity-toity here. And you know, so I never played that one, but it's out and it's available as a shooter. And uh I'm hoping to see more to come. I there's a ton of games that I would love to see back on the Nintendo uh, switch on online sir i just there's i believe guardian heroes but that's not the name of that it's guardian something it was a game where a guy turned into a it, somebody can help me out here uh where a guy can turn into a jet and then it became a shooter but then he goes and ter- transforms back into his normal mode it was like a mech suit or something that he had on and he would kind of go on a top level type of rpgs type of action uh, platform much like zelda or blaster master or something like that and i've always loved that game i've always loved that game because he you know he had a suit that transformed into a jet it was awesome <laughs> so uh that would be one of the games i want to see and um another one that probably not earthbound i forgot the other one um and this is one where you actually it's a side scroller and i'm gonna get it i watch i'm gonna get it after the show it was a side scroller but also it was like a sim type of game where you could create new worlds and earths and everything it was really crazy hot and i love what they did with that uh i bet you somebody's gonna know what the hell that is too 
or I, I hopefully I'll remember it by the time the show is over, but I know it's not going to happen. But I would love to see some Super NES titles in here as well. So hopefully they will absolutely add that as time goes by because how much is going to hurt to add it? And and please don't raise the the price once you do that just because you're adding on some you know 16 bit titles because I'll be really pissed. Unless you put Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Tournament Fighter on there, then I'll be a little bit happy and I'll be like, all right, you can put in two more bucks. That's it. So, right there. Um, for those of you who love Borderlands, Borderlands 3 is coming out. It's, it has been announced and reportedly uh, coming out on September 13th. I've never been a real fan of the game itself because I believe it's a first-person shooter game. So, I've mentioned my, you know, my lack of love for that in, in here uh, for the most part. But, I gotta admit, I absolutely do love the art style of the game. It always looks ever so good it looks very like a like an indie comic style of art that they do for it the character design if you will and that's looking to come out september 13th so look out for that i know a lot of people are hyped about that so stay tuned for that much more let's talk mortal kombat talk people because mortal kombat 11 still coming counting down to the days is coming april 23rd and they just revealed their newest character in the form of a new elder god or goddess if you might say citrian and who is a character? She's a elder god who apparently can control elements of the earth. So you're going to probably see fire, water, earth. You know, she's going to be bending pretty much in this whole entire thing. Now, GameSpot, on according to GameSpot.com, they also uh, had um, talked about that they got access to the Nintendo Switch version. And I was very interested in this. I read it, and I've read some. You've uh, read some other articles as well. They did not want people to see the. They didn't want to have anybody have any footage of the game. Now that's interesting enough because that means that usually when people are hiding the any gameplay footage, that means it's rather unfinished or it's not to the expectations of what people want. But. GameStop has reported, according to that article, that the version of the handheld is by a Miami-based group called Shiver Entertainment with NeverRealm overseeing production. Now, okay, this is this at one point worried me hearing that a third party is working on a yet another Switch title. If you guys remember, WWE 2K19 for the Switch was handled by a third party group known as Blind Squirrel. Blind Squirrel needed glasses because the result of that game ended up looking like crap when it first came out. It was glitchy. It was ever so unfinished. They tried to make you believe. I've reached out to people so many times and they they were coming back to me saying, this game is finished. Um, no, it, this game feels like a unfinished beta that's what it felt like now over the course of updates and patches some graphical cosmetic changes have happened to make it look much better but the problem there was that the frame rate was not there and from what i understand shiver entertainment's biggest focus uh especially in netherrealm's uh biggest focus with the switch version is frame rate they are looking to have 60 frames per second in this game to allow fast gameplay uh, action, much to what you see in the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One ports. With that said, there may be some sacrifices, much like the WWE 2K game, 
there may be some some graphical sacrifices uh, that will take place in the uh, in place for the frame rate. And in that case, I can considering my experience with WWE 2K19, I am going to be okay with this. I'd rather the frame rate be okay and and the graphics of the game look somewhat okay. If they only take away a few things that, you know, doesn't take away the entire thing, but gives it enough to let you go, I'm okay with that. Especially if this is just going to be me getting an, a portable version to take on a road. If I really want the graphic part, I'm going to just buy the PlayStation 4 version. I would suggest that for anybody who has a, you know, for, and that's what it should be. It should be just for a handheld portable, you know, use. That just happens to have everything in there. And they're trying to and consider everything that they're trying to stuff in there. So you got to take that into consideration. So I do kind of get that. I wish they could power it up the way they want to. And, you know, we'll we'll see. I'm looking forward to it. But th- from everybody who's going to PAX to play this game, I've only read positive things about the game despite the limit the you know the cosmetic graphic limitations to it the frame rate is said to be awesome uh everything else plays pretty well it's fluid there's not many glitches or i'm sorry let me rephrase that let me not say that because people take it to heart there's no glitches or lags or slowing downs in there people have been very positive for what they have seen uh seen on there so i am i'm still anticipating it i do think down the line, I will most likely get the one for the Switch as well as the one for the PlayStation 4. I'll probably get the PlayStation 4 one down the line when it gets happened. But I, if if the NetherRealm version is playable and fun as I'm reading, I'm most likely looking forward to it. I'm still going to be reviewing and getting that one. Because I know, honestly, in all hearts of hearts, I know it's going to be great on every other platform. The Switch is something totally new, so I feel like I'll be hard-pressed to not want to check that out, more or less, for that. So, I'm still psyched about it. I'm still psyched about it. I'm still psyched about the hype of everything. I'm looking forward to it. You know, Cross Fingers is coming, and we'll see how it happens. I'm really looking forward to seeing where their story is going to go, so from there. So, before I get to the reviews, I do want to get onto something here from... I just got the newest edition of Game Informer magazine... And I, this is a really good one. This is a fighter. This is strictly for fighter fans because they actually dig a whole bunch of fighters history in here. And is the cover is based on Mortal Kombat this time. So they got a multi-page spread of Mortal Kombat covering a lot of things. But they also have a lot of other things that they talk about, too. For instance, uh, a really interesting article, the th- their version their in their opinion the 30 best fighting games of all time i looked at this and i gotta say i don't have a problem with their picks except for one that they left out maybe actually no i'm sorry two that they left out here that should have been here and in my opinion but this again this is game informers opinion this is not the end-all be-all so you guys gotta always understand that when you see these lists you may agree with it, you may not, but that's their opinion. That's their opinion. And, uh, you know, same as, it will be my opinion. This was not voted on, this was only voted on by, you know, a certain amount of people, I'm sure, or just the editor itself or whoever was doing this article. But that was their opinion. You know, I'm going to do the same thing down the line 
and do it for us. But I'm going to have, you know, multiple people do it in themselves and it's going to be a vote on it. So I don't know how they went about it, but I'm going to run down what they did on this list really quickly and maybe stop on a few things along the way. Injustice 2 was number 30. I have no problem with that, Um, despite the fact that I mean, I think it might it should have probably gone a little bit higher than most. But this was an awesome game. This is probably one of the best fighting games based on a comic book series. You know, I do think this supersedes Marvel versus Capcom, in my opinion. Again, that's where we kind of defer, but that's okay. It's all right. We can live. We won't. We don't have to fight each other on it. So that's theirs. But it's in the list. I appreciate that. I agree. Uh, Persona 4 Arena Ultimax. I did love this game a lot. Uh, Arc System Works put this together. I hated the fact that they did not allow this to be anywhere else outside of rather the PlayStation or the Xbox. And lo and behold, it wound up being it wound up like being um, uh, where was it? It was on the Xbox. It was on the PlayStation three. Yeah, it's on the PlayStation three. It's not on the PlayStation four. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. So it was on there. And then it never transferred. Like this can be on the Switch. I'm sorry. This can be on the Switch. This could be anywhere else. I mean, we got, you know, Blaze Blue Tag Battle already on air. So I don't see why we couldn't have it on air and we couldn't get it together on air to make it on it. Because it's a really great game. Has a lot of great audio. I know people had a lot of problem with Blaze Blue. Uh, you know, central friction because it didn't have, you know, the audio story mode that we wanted with the English act uh, dub actors and everything. And, you know, but this had it all. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. It has some really fun moments, too. So 28, Dead or Alive 4. Yeah, this belongs there. You know, much what I think of the game and all this aspect, it does belong there. Um, Blaze Blue, Central Friction, number 27. I agree. King of Fighters, 13, 26. I have no problem with that. Bushido Blade, much respect to them on that. A lot of people don't know what Bushido Blade is this day and age. Bushido Blade was a fighting game, but the cool part about this fighting game, it would they they felt real about this. Like you see games with weapons, Mortal Kombat with like machine guns, you see um, you know, what is it? Samurai Showdown, you see Soul Calibur, all weapon based. Bushido Blade was weapon based. But if he cut your ass or they stab your ass, you're done. This was just like a one time. The, the cool part is it's not even like if he gives you, if you get a, if if the character gives you a complete stab to, through the chest, you're done. But you can also do things like slice a limb. You could take out the leg and they just start dragging. But it doesn't mean that you're almost out because you could kill somebody while still dragging on the ground. This was crazy. I wish that lightweight and Square would bring this back in a sense and try to update these mechanics and schematics with this thing to give it a more like because I think they could do so much with this right now. This would be absolutely tremendous if they brought this back. And it came out with a sequel after that too. Skull Girls, yeah, I, I I don't have any problem. They did something really cool. This was Cuphead before Cuphead, but Cuphead did it way better in my opinion as far as bringing the old retro animation style to life in a way they did it first but cuphead just went so far so much farther with what they did in here but it's also a really hard game to play and it um they have this game for all the platforms out right now um uh, reverge labs was the one that came out with this and marvel uh marvelous published it came out in 1912 i'm sorry did i say 1912 
well, the animation looks like from 1912. It actually came out 2012 <laughs> from there, but it is a really uh, ambitious fighting game. Not one of my favorites at the most, but people like it. It does have its core audience, so uh, from there. Killer Instinct uh, 23, much respect to uh, Rare and uh, Nintendo at the time. Uh, we got Tekken 3. I ain't going, I'm not going to deny that. I played the living hell out of Tekken 3, especially if you played the PlayStation 1 version because they had Tekken Force mode. They had the character, uh, the manga character gone in there. It was such a fun title. Such, such a fun title. I wish they would bring that back out too. Uh, number 21 is Soul Calibur 4. Um, I'm sorry, 6, which is the one I really wasn't feeling that came out last year. I mean, they could have done a lot more for that. So, if you got it, I would replace that with something else, to be honest. Uh, Mortal Kombat X, absolutely love this game. I mean, NetherRealm and Warner Brothers took it so far with storytelling and everything. That's why I'm so hyped for 11, which is coming out in a few weeks. Uh, Ultimate, uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 3, absolutely loved it. Not only were you able to play this on the PlayStation 4, the Xbox One, PlayStation 3, they also had it for the Vita. And, and it, it was a perfect port on a Vita. So, much love for them there. 18, Street Fighter uh, Alpha 3. One of my favorites. If you really want to put it, Street Fighter Alpha 3 Max gave you so much more on the system. But it was out on multiple platforms. Came out for multiple years. Released in 1998 by Capcom. Can't deny it. Cannot deny it. In fact, if you have the 30th anniversary collection, man, you... you you're, you're in for a treat. This is an awesome game. Uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, number 17. Gotta agree with this. You know, last year, probably one of the biggest games of the year last year and did not disappoint. It is the epitome and a, def- and a definition of Ultimate. It has every... This really is the... And I, just what I was talking about with uh, Devil May Cry star Ruben Langdon. Like, his character Ken is now on air in this version. And... It literally is the Hall of Fame for video games right now. It's the walk up is literally the Mount Rushmore of video game characters from all aspects of different video games. It's like they even got indie game characters in the game now. Like Shovel Knights is in there somehow. Like that that's saying a lot. That if you're making it in that game, you are you're as a character, your company needs to be proud because that right there tells you how great your game is for that point. So number 16, Dragon Ball Fighters. Now I have a problem with that. Uh, awesome game, one of the best, but absolutely without a doubt, the best Dragon Ball fighting game that they've ever done. Now, Xenoverse, I'm still debating Xenoverse being a fighting game, but I and I'm also debating whether is you know Xenoverse the best Dragon Ball experience, and I I am opted to possibly lead on to like for Dragon Ball experience. I think that gives you the better deal. But they both had great stories. They're both action-packed fun. You could play both of them and enjoy it. I still do play both of them and enjoy it. And, uh, you know, I agree. This should be on there. Fatal Fury Mark of the Wolves does not get enough credit, but it does in number 15 here. Mark of the Wolves possibly is the best, in my opinion, probably the best playable SNK game you could ever have. It's not balls to the wall hard. Like the rest of them are, it's easy to control. Like the controlling, the control is even better on here too, and it's just absolutely awesome. I love Mark of the Wolves. I love the fact that Terry Bogart has evolved from the cap and the the cut vest, and he now is wearing like a leather Sherlin jacket. 
<laughs> with a pair of really cool boots to match. Like they GQ'd him up on this joint. Plus, um, I don't want to say Rock Lee, but uh, Rock Howard is one of my favorite characters in the SNK world. The son of Geese Howard as well. So, I mean, it's some really great developments and it does continue off from King of Fighters and the Fate of Fury series as well. So, kudos to them. Virtual Fighter 5, in my opinion, should be way up in the numbers. Way up. This game does not give enough credit for what is done. I've talked about this weeks, for weeks on, uh, you know, this show, as to how, what Yu Suzuki has done you developing this game not only just this game the original virtual fighter not only changed the way we play fighting games it changed the way we played video games it was the first of its kind it started a whole revolution of 3d games and it deserves enough credit but he went a step further when he came out with four and five because he created the best training modes you could possibly ever have the most balanced gameplay you could almost you could you know anybody's ever had it's like extremely this is the reason why we have e-sport league players right now because through this fighting game people learned how to focus on animation and time frames to be able to maneuver and learn how to you know accurately you know fight and knowing the right time to block and the you know and all of that stemmed from virtual fighter Nobody can deny this, and if you do, you may not have been old enough to know where you learned that from or where it originated from. Yu Suzuki is responsible for that. So, I like that it's on this list. I believe that it should be higher. Absolutely should be higher. And this is the reason why I literally brought uh, Yakuza 6, because it it, it had Virtual Fighter 5. If it did not have Virtual Fighter 5... I probably wouldn't have even gotten that game, to be honest. That's the prime reason why I got that game. Now, the bad part is, had it, if it didn't have it and I didn't buy it, I would have been asked out anyway because as a wrestling fan, I would have been pissed that I didn't get this game and found out that the New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, characters were actually in the game playing as themselves. So it was a win-win-win for me big time on this. Number 13, Darkstalkers 3. I'm really glad that Darkstalkers is in here. It is. It, I don't want to say revolutionized. It did, definitely didn't revolutionize, but it did bring on a lot of new dimension to Capcom and, and creativity and, and character development and, and just, you know, the the uh, the engine that they were using, which I believe was the CPS-3, maybe, engine that they were using for this, but just so great. I really hope that they come out with another Darkstalkers down the line, and I got a feeling it's it's got to be coming. It's got to be coming. King of the Fighters 2002 Unlimited Match came out 2005. I actually really did like it. I recently just played this game because I, you know, threw the Nintendo Switch and the ACA Archive uh, library. I was able to play a ton of different SNK games for the low price of $7.99, which is great because, like I told you kids back then, you would have been paying $200 a pop for these games. And that's how much they cost with the Neo Geo. And the Neo Geo CD being a some $700 for that system. It was the most expensive system at the time. And at the same time, it bombed because it was the most uh, expensive system of all time. Like how many, not many people, if you owned a Neo Geo, you were pretentiously, uh, a you were pretentiously making people believe that you were rich when in fact you probably just saved an ass load of money to get this to make people think that you were rich, which means you're asked out anyway because that means you would have to pay $200 for a freaking one game. 
where you could have gotten like a ton of different games for getting a PlayStation or an or N64 or a Dreamcast. Could have got like four games for that asshole <laughs> now we're getting it for 7.99 so take that but i love this one because if i'm correct this was the one that had the three on three tag feature for the first time so in my opinion this was possibly one of the better of the uh king of fighter games but it wasn't to me it wasn't based on the actual the the story the saga was the nest saga and i wasn't digging the nest saga like that it didn't really uh, appeal to me as much as like the Orochi Saga did in, in there. And I'm really mad because I think 97 is not on here. And I think King of Fighters 97 deserves to be in this list. Again, this is Game Former's opinion, not mine. I would have put I would have put that on there. But I'm not mad at what I'm seeing here because it was a great game. It really was. Capcom versus SNK2. Mark of the Millennium 2001. Damn it. We need this on every single platform. I own it on the PlayStation 3. I have not played my PlayStation 3 in a long time. And one of these days, maybe I will. But it requires a lot of hookup and all stuff like that. And I don't even know if my TV can handle the AV wires at this point. You know, there's no H- HDMI wires. I might have to get a converter uh, or a universal converter in order to play that uh, system again. I don't know. But... I do own this title. It was an excellent title to see the Capcom fighters versus the... Before, you know, crossing over, doing crossovers was... Like, crossovers today is so common now. But crossovers back then were absolutely a major thing. Like, you would never see Capcom and SNK come together. Now, the funny... The fun fact about it is that some of the characters that were created in SNK and... and, characters from Capcom and Street Fighter in particular were made by the same people <laughs> so that's the that's the end game of that whole thing it's like all of their creations is coming into one based on two companies which is awesome but you would never see the light of day of two companies working together at the time this was historical at the time this was like I guess if you see Coke and Pepsi make a soda together if you see Nike and Adidas make a uh, shoe together if the WWE F at the time worked with the National Wrestling Alliance for the first time. Like they, none of these people would recognize, would even acknowledge each other back then. But this is one of the first hybrid uh, crossover collaborations to come in, and it was absolutely it did not disappoint at all. I love what they did with that. Number ten, Street Fighter Four Arcade Edition. I believe this possibly should be higher up on a card as well, just for the fact that this revitalized this game, not the arcade version, but just Street Fighter 4 alone, revitalized fighting games. Fighting, I mean, if you've read the, the editorial uh, version of Game Informer, the editor talks about how fighting games history has had its ups and downs, and that was absolutely true. There was one time, there was a time where fighting games did not have it was not as popular it, it, it kind of diluted in popularity after a while you know and it really scared me because the popularity of you know the fighting game culture fighting game um it was my favorite genre wearing timberlands is also my favorite type of fashion too and then at the one point both of them were diluting in popularity and all of a sudden street fighter 4 comes back you know yoshinori ono came into the fray, executive producer of uh, Street Fighter series and Capcom, and he turned it out. He turned it around. Became popular again. It became a big deal. 
thanks to him and, and and the team that he worked with they made it happen and now street fighters back evo is stronger than ever uh esports is stronger than ever as a result of this which then led to now the overwatches and all the stuff so you know all of the real competition stemmed from fighting games and if you know street fighter the the run dmc of fighting games was going out you know wasn't going making popularity as much as used to it was almost out so i think that this in all essence should you know should be going up a little bit higher just for the significance of what it's done that's what i'm starting to believe with this kind of didn't wasn't based on significant value of some of these games and what they've done like that's why i say virtual fighter 5 or virtual fighter 4 even should be should step up a little bit further because of the significance of what they've done from there so number nine samurai showdown 2 i i'll accept that i mean it, it was what it was guilty gears are the original one i will so go for this i would not i would go for this way more than their sequel for one reason you know this is going to be no dubbed voices i the minute i brought that game and found out there were no dub voices i was so pissed off i was like nope y'all being cheap i'm out <laughs> there's nothing to be patriotic about but i really enjoyed the voice acting of a lot of the uh the talents that was on that game and they took them all away by two so it was like because and, and the excuses because they wanted to bring out these games early no i think budgeting had a lot to do with it too so I don't. I, I. I really don't want to believe that, but that's what I believe. But Guilty Gear's art was really great. It was the game that really stepped up Arc System Works, and for the first time ever, we got to see an evolution in game design and character design, where the characters look exactly like anime come to life, and you're at the control of an anime character. This would eventually lead on to us getting Dragon Ball Fighters. And Dragon Ball Fighters being getting all the accolade that they deserved, absolutely awesome experience. And Arc System Works, which once was like considered a, what we considered them as like a SNK clone to some extent, and no, they came into their own and they officially are they their own brand now officially, no more looking like anything. This is their own brand. Uh, this is awesome. I do agree with this. Tekken 7, absolutely love that game. Absolutely, tremendously love that game. Uh, it's the last of the Mishima saga. I thought they did a great job. There were some parts of it that, to me, felt like they were actually trying to troll you. And it, that woman with the tiger, hate that damn uh, that stage. But other than that, the story was great. I thought they did a great job. It was a great way to end the series. They're adding more. Negan is on there now for some odd reason. And uh, I was hoping that they were going to put uh, Tekken Force mode in there. And that's why I think I didn't really buy into the second season with the Negan character. Because I'm like, all right, Negan's in there. Cool. I need a little bit more. I want to see if you put in Tekken Force mode, I will buy in. Tekken Force mode was a beat em up brawler version using all of the Tekken characters. And it was a lot of fun. And that's what I loved about the Tekken series is that they did so much to bring in a lot of fun aspects to, to, to the Tekken universe I mean Tekken bowling is fun it has always been fun but Tekken Force Mode was just it just brought another replay value to the game way more replay value than uh, Tekken bowling so that's what I want there number six Marvel versus Capcom 2 absolutely cannot deny this this deserves to be in my opinion in the top five because this is one of the premier tournament games in Evo 
in here. And this was one of the most competitive games that they have ever come out with in fighting game history here. So I... I have no problem with that being a six, but number five, Soul Calibur, have no problem with that. That really stepped up the game too for Namco, which was Namco only at the time and not Bandai Namco. And it came out in 1998. And it also helped the Dreamcast, the popularity of the Dreamcast get where it was to this day. Because that was one of the biggest sellers in the Dreamcast era for Sega at the time. And, you know, this was at the time when I was like, wow, Sega really has something here. I think they're really going to be here to stay. And they, for some reason, just put up the red flag. Now, take note, this was also out on the iOS, too. And I still own this. I don't think that they're allowing us to play that game anymore for some reason, which was sad. Because it did really, for what it's worth, it really did play pretty well on the uh, on your iPhone. So, I don't know why they decided to stop working on that. But I wish they would bring that back because I did pay for it. Damn it. Uh, but number four is Mortal Kombat 2. I absolutely agree with this. This should be in the top five. Have no problem with this. This stepped up from what they did at the beginning and added so much more to the genre. Nothing wrong. This is, again, uh, Ed Boon, but this was John Tobias along with it. I still need to know what happened with John Tobias. I don't know to this day. I need to research that because I know he is doing something. I remember watching the, uh, the Game Awards one year, and he did a Gillette commercial starring him, and it was, eh, it was like, this is what you're doing, and Ed Boon's revitalizing the series that you guys put together. I don't get it. I, I, I'm i desperately, I am going to go out to find out what the hell happened with him. Because at the, at the end of the day, it was like, what led you to leave what is happening now? Because what's happening now is insane. And Ed Boon is really making a ton of money and, and popularity with this game now. And it really kind of showed... Who's the Eric Sermon of the bunch? And if you guys know who Eric Sermon is, you're not a hip-hop fan. So, <laughs> but, and if any of you do, you know what I'm talking about when I say you're the Eric Sermon of the bunch. There, so uh, that's all I'm going to say for that. Number three, Street Fighter. Oh, wait, I, you know what? I'm not going to argue this anymore because I didn't see that. I didn't see this. Street Fighter, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Okay, I'll accept this. I'll absolutely accept this. Uh... I would have probably said Street Fighter 2, period, but they're saying the best fighting games of all time. I'm thinking the most historical of all time because it was Street Fighter 2 that really started all of this. And it was Street Fighter 2, or was it Street Fighter 2 Turbo? One of the, actually, no, it was this one, wasn't it? It was actually uh, Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Or the, or the new... One of them was the one that had Akuma on there. Or what we thought was Akuma, thanks to EGM, Electronic Gaming Monthly, which led to people spending so, like $10 million in quarters of a, of an April Fool's joke. And again, God, do you imagine if this came out now and somebody tried to pull that? You know how pissed off people would be because of that? Oh, my God. Or we would never have that. I, I can only imagine. April Fool's back in the day was all that. <laughs> and April Fool's helped bring Akuma. You guys got to remember this. Like, it, if not for EGM putting up a Photoshop ver- uh, version of what they believe was supposed to be Shin Long, Akuma would not exist at all. <laughs> you know. And but Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo might have been the game that is that kind of done that. But this was the Evo. This was the one that people were competing at at Evo, nonetheless. So this deserves it. But this Street Fighter 2. Any variation of Street Fighter 2 deserves to be in the top five, bar none. Super Smash Bros. Melee, 
which I don't agree with at all, should be at number two. No, this should not be in there at all. I don't understand why the melee is on there. When Ultimate, in my opinion, is way better than melee. Again, Game Informer's opinion, not mine. And that is okay. I'm also trying to tell myself that as well. <laughs> but they put Super Smash Bros. 2 Melee on there. Uh, it was a, All of the Smash Bros. games are great. All of them are great. That's no denying. But Ultimate, how can you deny Ultimate being way back where it was and not in number two? I would have switched it. You got so many more characters coming. And more to come. You got a story mode for the first time ever. A legit story mode. So much more things to do. You got a whole library of songs from different games. That, that's really crazy. And number one. They chose Street Fighter 3 Third Strike. This is... I'm not mad at this. This is very interesting. Um, but when you really put it down... Third Strike was kind of a failure in a sense that it didn't make as it wasn't as popular as the alpha series nor was it as popular as two and it might have possibly been because it was during the the transition of a new era in video games and that could have possibly been it too and i know this was a very competitive game to play especially with the with the uh parrying the parrying was a big deal the pairing was a really big deal, but I mean, in all, this was more hardcore fame than anything. And again, I think people would have had a different opinion on what number one should have been. And this is going to be one of those things. I'm going to utilize this list and add more to it because, in my opinion, Rival School should have been in here, in my opinion, too. There's a ton of games that should have been in here, fighting games that should have been in here, in my opinion, but Rival School should have been in here as well. And. It wasn't in Project Justice should have been in here. Tech Romance. I mean, there's a ton of games that should have been in here. There's probably some Japan games that that should be in here too. But that's the list. I with all that, I I, I respect the list. I have no problem with the list uh, in here as well. So, but if you get a chance, go and check out uh, the new Game Informer. It's a really great issue, and it mostly covers a huge spread on Mortal Kombat 11. So go out of your way to check it out. Now, last two things I want to talk about is Meta Girl. It is, a, if you're a fan of Mega Man and side-scrolling adventures, this is the game for you. I would go out of your way to check it out. It's on multiple platforms, I believe. I got it on a Switch. The game, for some, and it's on a PlayStation 4, because I did see it on there, too, on a PSN. Uh, the cool part about this game is the price. The price, right now, I think they took 20% off of only $5.99, so it was like $3.99 or something like that. When I got it, I don't know why they did it, because it was already really cheap to get already, and they made it more cheap at its release date, and I don't think they needed to do that, because for what it's worth, if you're a Mega Man fan, you will like this game. It's a very competitive Mega Man-style game, uh, starring a female character, kind of in the essence of Mega Man, same things happen. She gets her own powers from beating other enemies. I mean, it, it's just formulaic Mega Man, but it's another design. The character design is, looks really well. The sprite designs looks really cool. Uh, it's a full game, and I don't understand why to this day. I, don't, I forgot who the company was that actually put it out, but um, it's out now. I would highly recommend it. If you want something different, if you love the Mega Man side-scrolling uh, action-adventure games, that's a great game to get for the price that they're asking for. Even if it goes back to full price, it's like $5.99. You can't beat that. That I Honestly, I thought the game was an A game, 
that should have been a lot more, a little bit more, maybe like seven ninety nine at least for what they weren't, because it is one of those old school retro games. So uh, it, it's a sweet, you know, gameplay. I, I really don't understand why they made it that low, but go anyway to check it out. Meta Girl, it's out right now on the PlayStation Network. It's out on the eShop, which means I guarantee you that is also on the uh, Xbox Live. And you could go to the Xbox, um, you know, story and get it from there as well. So it's it's awesome. It's a pretty awesome game. I think they didn't give themselves enough credit to do it. I don't I don't know why. Hopefully, if I can reach out to them, maybe that can happen. So, but the last thing I do want to bring up is my thoughts and review on Darksiders, the Warmaster edition on the Nintendo Switch. Now, fun fact. I own Darksiders 3, and I've played my Darksiders 3 on the PlayStation... I believe I have it for the PlayStation 4. I believe I do. I absolutely believe I... There's some games that I have that I have not played or even downloaded on my system yet, to be honest. Um, but I believe I do have it on there, and I've never really finished it. But I've played it enough to like, okay, this is a God of War clone, obviously. There's nothing wrong with that. If you go by a formula... Why not go by the best? I'm talking about you, DC Films. But I digress. That's a whole other thing. <laughs> but, you know, it plays on the God of War formula, you know, to some extent. It has some QTE, you know, deals. It's action fighter. Beautiful. Beautiful. It is a lot of beautiful things about it. But I here is the original Darksiders. So I've never played this one in particular. But I got to tell you, this port, I... I'm playing it on, I've always played my Nintendo Switch on handheld, and I think that's an important thing to do. I mean, it's always going to look good when it hits on the uh, the the TV version, on uh, the TV version of it, because it, the frames go a little bit more. Some of it goes from 30 to 60 frames per second, but uh, when you put it on a handheld, it is what it is. So, I'm playing it on a handheld version, in a handheld mode. It plays beautifully. I love it. The gameplay is very familiar with the God of, God of War style, which I love. And if you love the God of War games like that, you're going to love this if you never played. This was a successful series, but this was also a cult following. I don't think it got nearly the success that it probably should have, but a lot of it had to probably be, possibly be because it was overshadowed by God of War and other games like God of War. Uh, so, but this was a, this had a core following with it as well. The gameplay I love. It was it's very easy. Unlike God of War, you can one you know you have a different button for a different weapon. So, you know you got one button instead of just using one you know with all three buttons for one weapon style, you got one button that's using once you retrieve the actual weapon, you have one for sickle, one for the actual sword, and another one for uh, a kind of a boomerang like blade like crawl like the movie crawl if you're old enough to know that actual uh movie so i like that aspect because you could switch combos around using all the weapons and everything as you're going around and you're playing as war who is one of the four horsemen of apocalypse and they have their own story going on there so uh the maps i do think it's somewhat easy to navigate so i thought that was really cool after playing uh kingdom hearts 3 which i felt was it was a waste of time and it just led to some convoluted you know traveling <laughs> that was just that took hours of hours of hours of you know play to go but at least here they have markers where you could go out and find where you need to be so i i was after playing kingdom hearts 3 i was very appreciative of that 
Uh, they have a lot of cool weapons and upgrades on here, which I absolutely like. Fantastic art style. The art style I love more than anything, mostly because it reminds me of the the 90s boom period of comic books and the comic book art style was like these extraordinary outrageously proportioned limbed proportioned characters and war plays up that whole thing his eyes and pupils are just all lights and it, it, i love that art style it's like that jim lee that tex art style the screw you guys it is what it is the rob life Phil the art style that you have here and it's just awesome i absolutely love it takes me back mark Silvestri, all of that you know it takes me back to that art style i don't know who is the artist of the of that style but definitely that person was a fan of the art style that we loved growing up in the 90s boom period one of the hottest comic book eras ever so hot that people have purchased in game at a record time in game based on the 90s infinity gauntlet so there you have it so along with that you got phenomenal actors in this game you got kyle barker or baker kyle baker actually playing as war you got mark hamill playing as his kind of a shadowy uh character that he plays with him and a horde of other great characters in this game uh talented actors in this game as well uh and it plays again very well on the handheld so i love it i'm still playing it right now i'm enjoying it just the, the attention to detail in the game, even in handheld mode, is awesome. The colors, the lighting, none of that is taken away. The frame rate is not taken away. I absolutely enjoy this game. I had a hunch I was going to enjoy this game when I found out that they had it in here. And I'm all for it. I'm all about it. If you own a Nintendo Switch, maybe have never played the Darksider series, this is a great introduction for you. And you could take it out on the road as well. Uh, I love it wholeheartedly. And I think you should check it out. If you own a nintendo switch and have played darksiders why not get it and take it on the road remember what you played enjoy it i i just have games that uh, bayonetta i've played bayonetta before and i still enjoy that game to this day um and played it on a uh, handheld i just love playing these ga- these really high quality games on a handheld system so for that i give it an a go out of your way to check that out ladies and gentlemen that will do it for this edition of select start thank you guys so very much for taking the time of your day to listen to me rant about the world of video games and much more this sunday actually all right let's go with this sunday because next sunday i mean next week it's gonna be something special another exclusive coming this week this sunday i will be tomorrow actually i'm going to see shazam starring zach levy uh as well as more crazy news going on in the world of acmg so i'll be reviewing that game and just talking about a lot of other things the in-game trailer still talking about a lot of what was going on with the sales stuff like that Uh, a lot of news coming in as that as well so i'll be doing that the exclusive that i have next week is going to be very special i talked about this game last week cyber shadow a retro game, kind of reminiscent of the old Ninja Gaiden days, is coming to platform to a platform near you. Multiple platforms, PlayStation, Xbox, and the Nintendo Switch. I reached out to members of the Yacht of, of the Yacht Studios, who is behind this game. And they will be on the show to talk about this game coming soon and much more. I'm really interested in 
this project, how long it took them to do it, and it went into it, how did they start their you know, company, and what should we expect from this game, and much more coming down the line, and what were some of the, ref- you know, the influences into this. So we're going to get down on all that this week on Talk Town Live exclusive, so you're going to get an extra episode this week, along with another select start uh, next week, because as I said, Dragon Ball Heroes World Missions comes out tomorrow, which is why it's not going to be reviewed today, along with another game that came out today, it came out just before I started this game, and it's called The Friends of Ringo Ichikawa. I am loving this game because it's reminded me of the Banshee. Uh, what is the game that I used to play on the uh, PlayStation Vita in Portable? Uh, I, Kinky Bancho, I believe, is the name of the game. Yes, Kinka Bancho, which is like the the brawler based on like Japan. You know, bunch of a student, bunch of students trying to, you know, take over the, you know, be the king of their turf. This looks like that, but it's like a retro 2D style version and a retro 16-bit version. You know what it is? It's claimed to be an action RPG with some fighting elements in there too. The frame, the sprite and framework that I saw in there was very impressive. So I decided to check that out and I'm going to invest that and review that for next week as well. So stay tuned for all that and much, much more. Again, you can check us out on iTunes, on Stitcher, ACMG. I Yeah, I guess you could check us out on Facebook because I post the YouTube version on there as well. You can check us out on YouTube and... Under Dax J. Martin Cheeves, I believe, is on. I got to, sooner or later, I'm going to make a YouTube uh, version for that as well. Because I don't really work, I just realized that they started doing, um, putting my stuff on YouTube. So, maybe I'll try to redirect it to another uh, profile or account, whatever like that. So, people can really know where to find it. But also, and that's exclusives and everything too. But, you can also find it on Google Play, Stitcher, uh, Podbean as well. And, of course, TalkTimeLive.com, where you can check that out in all of our exclusives. You can check that out on the exclusive page, or it just goes directly to TalkTimeLive.com forward slash exclusives there as well. And just a note note on that, we're counting down to days of Mortal Kombat. We're counting down to days of a lot of things. Hellboy is going to come out, so that's going to be the next movie I do, too. So we got a lot of things coming up. And for all wrestling fans in general, happy WrestleMania week. I'm still debating whether I'm going to watch WrestleMania. I'm definitely going to check out ROH. I'm definitely going to check out uh, a lot of things that are coming out this week. Takeover is coming out. So WrestleMania, I'm going to check out WrestleMania to see if I'm going to invest in WWE for the rest of the year at this point. Because they they are pissing me off to some extent. But it is what it is. But ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again. This is Dax Xavier Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out of here. I will see you guys Sunday. Take care and be safe.